G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. This coming Sunday, it'll be the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. In so many nations, to be a Christian is to really risk your life. And it's not just execution that you might be afraid of, since most persecuted believers might be beaten or tortured or pursued or falsely accused. They could be threatened, abused, starved, maimed and harassed. Their homes and their churches could often be burnt down, their Bibles and Christian materials confiscated and their businesses destroyed. Well, our response as Christian believers in Australia may be just to take this as a serious responsibility. This coming Sunday on the 1st of November, it'll be the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. Each year, the organisation Voice of the Martyrs produces an International Day of Prayer resource kit to help you raise the profile of the persecuted church in your local church. Dr. Reginald Zahir Udin is the Voice of the Martyrs project partner for Pakistan. He's based in Sydney and joining us from Sydney. Reg, welcome along to 2020. Yes, thank you very much, Neil. Reg, reaching out to persecuted Christians, being a support for them, I know that you understand that in Pakistan, every Christian is under persecution. How do you describe the circumstances in Pakistan? Yes, uh, uh, I think Christians are very much hated. And there are only 20% Christians out of 7 to 8 million people uh, who are on better jobs and they have better lives. But 80% of the Christians are persecuted and uh, they... Uh, do menial jobs like cleaning or sometimes they are, they are working on brick fields, brick factories. They work on um, in factories uh, and uh, so so they, they are considered low class and uh, uh, they are happy to do dirty jobs as well as they have to earn for their families. So no, no uh, Medical facilities or education is provided to the children, and uh, that's uh, very sad. So they're denied privileges, and this is how you can say all Christians in Pakistan are under persecution, because they are denied privileges, they're denied levels of medical care, education is so significantly restricted, and they don't get promoted in their jobs. They always stay in the lowest uh, jobs, the lowest class. Uh, that yes, is a challenge, isn't very it? True. Yeah, very true. That's the challenge. And in spite of that, there are uh, several Christians who are from villages and from slums. They have done very well, and there are some Christian doctors, and they're, they're, they're engineers and on good posts also, but uh, they are also discriminated. You say 80% of the Christians in Pakistan, uh, That's uh, you're talking 7 to 8 million people out of the yes. whole nation, but yes. the majority live in the cities. Uh, they have to live in the cities because they have to have work. 
They have to be able to uh, care for their families. How does that all work? Yes. Mainly Pakistan is an agricultural uh, country and Muslims also live in villages, but Christians have to. Otherwise, they will not be able to find a job. And they work on um, uh, farms and fields and factories for the landlords and uh, for the owners of brickings. And uh, so they, they take small loans and to fulfill, fulfill their needs, their medical needs or something. And uh, finally, they end up uh, paying them a huge amount. And sometimes they are unable to pay whatever they have borrowed. And they just keep on paying the their interest. And they work as bonded laborers. Uh, and until and unless they have paid the full amount, they are working as slaves for them. So it's a form of slavery, and it happens at this lowest end of the socioeconomic spectrum. When you are yes. poor, when you are a Christian, when you are denied yes. promotion, when you can't get education, you're kept at the low level, and there's yes. a slavery that even goes on from one generation to the next because you can't break this cycle of poverty. Yes, definitely. That's very sad. And uh, just to uh, get a hand full of money or maybe some food for their family, they, they can like do anything they, they're asked to. And Reg, when there is an accusation that comes from someone who is of the Islamic faith, uh, yes. there's oftentimes even a mob mentality. Give us some insights here into what happens when Christians transgress the Islamic standards and or they get found out and, uh, and, and, the, and the crowd comes against them? Yeah, I think most of the Christians in Pakistan are very careful and they don't say anything about uh, the Muslim faith. But there are Muslims and even friends can, because of jealousy and grudge, they would like uh, blame someone and it's very easy for them to find uh, two to three uh, witnesses, and uh, they just bring up the mob. You can't do anything. And I think uh, our bishops and pastors and, and Christian leaders, they are also like, uh, they, they can't do anything because there is a law. And uh, uh, it's in the Constitution now, uh, which is like uh, good for Muslims, but uh, like anyone can blame anyone. So that, that's not helping the Christians. And uh, otherwise, Christians are very, uh, I think, careful. They don't, they, they don't say anything about the Muslim religion. Okay. Well, this coming Sunday is the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. When you're thinking of how you would like listeners to our conversation today to respond, how do you think that Christians ought to be thinking about and praying about the circumstances in Pakistan? I think the uh, important thing is prayer. We prayer uh, changes things, <laughs> and I think Voice of the Martyrs is doing a good job. Um, being a uh, project partner, uh, we usually organize uh, medical camps for Voice of the Martyrs, and uh, those uh, like older people, uh, sixty plus, when they have eye problems, um, my brother is an eye surgeon, so we we help them get uh, surgeries done and there are women and children projects as well and they, they can have free uh, examinations, free tests and uh, free treatment 
everything which is funded by Voice of the Martyrs. Uh, and I think that's very good. But we can help only like uh, uh, a handful of people, not not many. And uh, people should pray for organizations to open up and to go and see for themselves. Um, so that's important. Will you describe very well what happens when people support an organization like Voice of the Martyrs, who are working with partner organizations like the one that you lead, and you're running medical camps, helping yes. people at the lowest socioeconomic end of the spectrum to actually have some level of medical care, and undoubtedly uh, the sort of medical care that's required is probably beyond uh, you. I imagine it's fairly basic, the sort of medical yes. care that you can provide. Definitely. So in that basic camp, we screen patients, especially women and children, and if they need any um, uh, secondary or tertiary help, we try to help them as well. Um, currently, in September and October, Voice of the Martyrs is running a program there, and we are seeing about 1,500 women and children and uh, around 1,000 uh, older people for their eye problems. And we have done up to now about 50 cataract surgeries for those uh, 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 temporary blindness and uh, we have done lots of tests and uh, have transfused about 10 to 12 units of blood also so that's a very good thing and almost 30 villages have benefited from that Reg, what about the gatherings of Christian believers, whether it's in the city or in the villages uh, the yeah. growth of the church, is this something that you would say to Australians Keep that in your prayers because you want to see the gospel message continue to spread? Yes. Uh, in the bigger cities, uh, there are moderate Muslims and there are lots of churches in uh, bigger cities and they are allowed to have their gatherings inside the church compounds. They find it very difficult in villages and other colonies where they don't have any big churches or uh, places to gather. So they gather in like... Uh, uh, private places, in homes and things like that. And uh, so it's very difficult for them to gather in like villages or small colonies. Well, so heartening to be able to hear you reflect on things as they are for so many Christians in the nation of Pakistan. And with this coming Sunday being the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church, I know that Voice of the Martyrs are encouraging listeners to get a hold of their resource kit to help raise the profile of the persecuted church in their local church. And we're talking about churches all over Australia. And for those, I imagine, could be for your local church, could be for your home gathering. It's some way to just increase this understanding of what's going on. If you don't increase the understanding of what's going on, you won't have the same connection and the way that you can then get in and support the needs there. So prayer is a wonderful start for helping, for for asking God to intervene in the circumstance. But then there's this whole extra opportunity there then to be able to roll up our sleeves and get involved and help Reg. Yes, definitely. And the prayer is very important. And uh, especially people who are uh, like working in menial uh, jobs. And there are about 20,000 families who are bonded laborers in Bricklands only in Pakistan. 
Yes, brick kilns, families who yes. live in those kilns, work in those kilns all over the nation and again yes. uh, into that level of uh, what we'd call slavery and, and keeping them in a intergenerational generation debt. Generation, yes. yeah. <laughs> well, Dr. Reginald yes. Zahir Uddin, uh, thank yes. you so much for your update today. Let me give the Voice of the Martyrs website uh, for listeners to connect with you and to connect with Voice of the Martyrs for this coming Sunday, the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church, you can be able to download that resource kit there at vom.com.au. Voice of the Martyrs, vom.com.au. Uh, Reg, thanks so much for the yep. update today on 2020. Thank you very much, Brother Neil. It's my pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.